Welcome to the Get Over Divorce Podcast, where you will learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman you were meant to be. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I have a special treat for you today. I am with my current, almost former client, Candy, and she's from Texas. She's a cardiac ultrasound tech, and she's graduating my program. Welcome, Candy. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Right? Like the other side of this six months, we're going to dive in. Um, I always like to start out with like what I took notes on when we first met and some of the things that just really sick stick out to me was you were really feeling, I wrote down sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes. Yes. Depressed, functional, and going to work is how you described it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had been through the spirals of all of the the emotions, um, denial, shame, resentment, anger, emotional outbursts. And I was just kind of hovering and cradling in depression and I couldn't um, get out of it. It was like trying to climb a glass wall. I would try and get up there and I would just slide right back down into it it was my comfort zone Mm. it became your comfort zone yeah Yeah. interesting um one of the things you said here was you wanted to stop thinking about the past and fixating on why your ex seems to have found his happily ever after so quickly I think that's going to resonate with a lot of women they think their ex is suddenly just flipped a switch and he's better off. Do you feel that way still? Do you think about that? Or is that like out of your brain? I don't feel that way at all now. I don't feel like, well, you know what? I don't know if he, if he's found his happily ever after. I, 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 it just, I never even think about it anymore. (laughs) I've been so busy filling my own cup and cultivating all the things I want for my life that I just don't even, I don't compare. There is no comparison. And that's so much better. There's so much power in that statement. Like it doesn't even matter what the fuck he's doing anymore because you're good and you're focused on yourself. And it feels amazing. (laughs) Let me just tell you, I never even ever dreamed. I wish I had done this years ago, decades ago. Oh my gosh. So how long has it been since your divorce? Um, in July, it will be one year. Okay. And we were separated almost a year before that. Okay. So when you say you wish you did this decades ago, you just mean the growth. I mean the growth. I never took the time to even realize what my wants and needs and desires were. I never took the time to even think about what, you know, 
what I wanted in life. Um, I just never took the time. I lived so unconsciously. I was just happy to be happy for that day. Um, I just never even really thought about it. And it came and went with the wind, right? Like depending on what happened outside of you would determine your state, right? Yes. I didn't even know what my core values were, you know? And when I sat down and, and said, what are your candy? What are your top four core values? That, that, um, was the beginning of really a huge growth prep pattern for me. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just amazing when you think about how, you know, there really are no mistakes, just opportunities for growth. And there's a reason for every single thing that happens in your life. I think there's going to be people that are listening to you right now saying, I don't want growth. I just want to be happy. What would you say to them? You definitely want growth (laughs) because without growth, there is no healing. You have to have gratitude. Yeah. You know, you have to be grateful for the lessons. And, you know, one thing on our first call you said to me is what if, um, your ex-husband is not doing this to you, but he's doing it for you, you know? And that was huge. And I look back now and everything that, I mean, we had a long relationship. It was 20 years and there was a lot of good parts. We traveled, he, he helped raise my children, mm-hmm. you know? And instead of being judgy and critical and um, resentful toward him, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. You know, I'm grateful that he threw divorce in my lap now, because had he continued to hang on to a relationship that had played itself out, I would still be doing those same things and still be unhappy. Yeah, whether I realized it or not. I wasn't um, able to reach my full potential. And he wasn't either, honestly. Yeah. And it weighs you down, honestly. It does weigh you down. In a way that like you have to keep yourself small to be able to make that old relationship work. And now that you're not in that relationship, you have this opportunity to truly expand, to create new dreams, right? To like, really like limitless potential the sky is the limit I I never realized how many things out there there were for me to do on my own and enjoy for myself until I you gave us a list a comfort zone challenge Mm -hmm. and you know, just last week, I went back and revisited that list. And as I was going through the list, I was like, Oh, my God, I have done so many things on this list. I was just checking them off. And I hadn't even realized that those things were on that list. You know, all the things that I never did being a mom and a wife and you know, I was so busy taking care of everyone else that 
now I know how important it is to be soft with myself and take the time to make sure that I'm balanced, you know, and of course I'm not perfect. I still have moments where I get pissed off and raise my voice and say the wrong thing. Girl, I'm there too, right there with you. (laughs) Yes. Now I recognize that I'm fixating. I recognize the spiral. I'm able to stop, adjust, and correct, and make amends if I have to, if I've put my foot in my mouth or said the wrong thing, you know, or been, you know, too judgmental or, you know, and I, and I've really learned um, to apply everything that I've learned, you know, within all the lessons to my relationships with my children, you know, I've learned to hold space with them and not try and be a fixer because they're not asking me to fix their life. They're just wanting to, for me to listen. And I never knew how to do that before. I wanted to always sweep in and say, what can I do? What can I do to fix this? You know, how can I help you? That's not what they were wanting. Yeah. You know, and and, and, and I was always shooting all over myself. Well, I was shooting all over them too and telling them how they should be feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said to my son, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't, I should not be telling you how you should be feeling right now. So I just want to ask you, how does that make you feel? And he just looked at me and said, mom, thank you mm-hmm. so much. You know, so this program and has made my life in every direction better and more fulfilling. That is so beautiful. And I love how you really bring up that important aspect of how other relationships are affected. And, you know, (laughs) I have young adult children as well, and, you know, some embarking onto adulthood. And that's just, really hit home with me because I feel like it's, it's one of the pieces of work I'm constantly doing with myself, which I is probably why I focused on it a lot with you and, and in your round of this program, because I'm also going through that. And, you know, I recognize that I always still have that kind of work to be doing and to practice life is a practice and there is no perfect or perfection. It's always like putting these things into practice. But one of the things that I was reminded of today is that once you learn this stuff, you don't unlearn it. Once your mind has expanded with this new knowledge, you can't take it back out, right? It's like you can't put the genie back in the bottle. (laughs) Yeah, hallelujah. (laughs) And thank God for that, right? Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it really is an awakening. Yeah. So I want to go over um, your five things, because one of the things for those of you that are listening right now, when somebody joins my program and they start working with me, the first thing they send me is the five things that they really want to gain from working with me. It's so that I can also make sure that I can help deliver that. But it's also so that I can make sure that we are like making progress along the way on all of those things. So Candy's five things were this. Number one, quiet the crazy voice inside my head. I have a name for that. It's the bitchy roommate. Do you feel like you've 
you've learned to manage your inner bitchy roommate? I have more than one. I probably have probably eight of them. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't name them. I didn't give them like regular names, you know, like one of them is shame. One of them is embarrassment. One of them is fat. One of them is, you know, disfigured. One of them is um, just a failure. So what, what I call them is, all right, shame, you know, back off. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not, you're, I'm not, you're not welcome here today. And, you know, I've really learned to ignore mm-hmm. and not let them in. I love that. I love that. Your bitchy roommate has a split personality. Oh, <laughs> Hateful bitches is what they are. They're awful. The committee, right? Oh, girls, yeah. Mean girls crew living inside your head. So normal, but I love that you acknowledge that like you, your awareness has turned on to it and you're way more attuned. So good. Yes. Okay. The the next one was recognize a spiral and learn how to extinguish it. How do you feel about that? Um, That was a hard one for me because I had trouble with fixating. I mean, you know, I would, I just, I think it was because I never felt like I was heard. So I would fixate. And then after fixating, I would start to spiral and then I would get depressed. And then I would end up spending weeks in the bed, you know, because I couldn't bring myself out of it. And I can't remember the last time I really spiraled because I, first of all, recognize it. Second of all, I have um, put a muffle on those mean girls in my head. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I no longer believe what they're saying to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I honestly live a life of gratitude. You know, before my feet hit the floor every morning, I say three things that I'm grateful for. And it's really hard to have a day that you're going to spiral or a really shitty day when you start the day out being grateful. Yeah. I mean, you really have to work at having a bad day when you start out um, being grateful. Yeah. You just anchor that in your body and you like start that day. I love it. So beautiful. Okay. Number three, realize and embrace my self-worth and see myself as others do. This was big. That was another hard one. You know, I have a really beautiful friend in Florida and she's that person that always knows the right words to say. And she's just so articulate and everything she says hits home. And she, she did not know anything that I was going through. And she was looking at pictures of me on Facebook because she's in Florida. And she said, I don't know what's going on with my candy girl, but something is wrong. I can see it in her eyes. And she called me, you know, and I told her what I was going through. And the one thing that she said to me that really stuck was she said, there's going to come a day 
you, when you look in the mirror and you see yourself as everyone else does. And that, that just goes along with um, having self-worth and loving yourself. Yes. And, you know, that's the one thing that you really helped me with is knowing that I am worth good things. And oh, yes. Yes, because I didn't think I was worth, you know, having a relationship with a man that was, um, you know, that had it together, that had arrived, that had reached his full potential, you know? Yes. Hallelujah. Like, yes. Hello, women, everyone out there listening. You have arrived. You may as well be dating men that have finally arrived and reached their full potential. Stop dating the fixer-uppers because they have not arrived yet. Yes. And that's on my list. If you have to be fixed, if you are, if you have potential, even if you have potential, I am swiping left because I don't want a man that has potential. I want a man that has reached his potential and is there. Yes. That's where I'm at in my life. You know, right now I am my soulmate. I am having a relationship with my soulmate. And that's me because I've learned to what, what qualities I want. Not only have I learned what qualities I want in my soulmate, but I exude them. I am those qualities. (laughs) So therefore I will attract what I put out. Oh yeah. Like attracts like. I love that. I love that. And you you absolutely. Everything I love about myself, I love about my man. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Setting boundaries and maintaining them. That was number four. How are you doing on that? That Yeah. Yeah. It's because I'm a people pleaser. So it's really, really hard for me to say no. And, um, man, is it liberating? Well, there's no reason I have a module around that because women are groomed to be the caretaker and the people pleaser and the nurturer and the taker care of all the things. And like, we got to turn that energy in. Right. And like, I see you doing that and I absolutely love it. So good. The fifth thing is stop thinking about my ex. (laughs) And we already covered that, but you also like put a really long line, learn to date. How do you feel about that? Yes. Yes. Um, Stop thinking about my ex was hard. I wasn't thinking about him every day. Um, to the point that I wanted to get back together with him, or I thought that um, there was a possibility, or I wanted to move backwards. I all I wanted to move forward, right. you know. But it was more about um, comparing, and yes. when you know all these things, you know, I was living in victimhood. So all these things have happened to me. He's done all these things to me. He hurt me. He turned my life upside down, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, when is karma going to kick in? You know, and that's, those are the things that I was thinking about, but you know what? 
a picture paints a thousand lives is what my sister says to me. And it's so true. Of course, people on Facebook are smiling and they want their life to look amazing. Mm -hmm. Who's going to frown in a picture and say, my life sucks. I don't know what's going on with him, you know, and I don't need to know. All I can say is now when I started you know, my brother-in-law told me you need, you need to pray for him. And I was like, yeah, right. No, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. And I did. And he's like, just wish him well, pray that he has good health. And I'm like, okay, so I'll try it. So I did it and it wasn't easy. And then I did it again and again and again. And then that's when I truly started to forgive him. And that's when I was able to see him with kindness and love for all the good parts that were there. And when I was able to do that, I was able to let it go. And it was incredible. I mean, what a weight that was lifted off of my heart, shoulders, you know, because when you live a life of resentment, it's really horrible for your soul. So and it's um, heavy. It's a heavy weight that you carry like hate and despair and resentment. Like that burdens you as the bearer of it. It's not you can't access happiness from that place. You have to let it go. And and it really is a process, a process that is not intuitive. You have to like learn how to put it down and step away, (laughs) right? Yes, Yes. and I know that I truly, in my heart, wish him well. I do not wish anything horrible. I I don't wish that karma would get him. I wish that he has a life full of love and joy as I wish the same for myself. Mm, I love it, that's so beautiful. So amazing. And I love seeing your gorgeous face here today. I know people listening to a podcast can't see it, but I see it and I just see the twinkle in your eye and the smile on your face, which is so different than our very first call together. And that just makes me feel like I'm, I'm always doing the right thing by doing this program and this work. It just completely fills my soul to see people like you just apply it, right? Apply the lessons and get the results you came for. And that's what you did. So I want to say big congratulations to you because you did it. You did all the work and you have your master's degree in yourself, (laughs) right? Thank you so much, Joe. I could not have done it without you. Your program, I mean, you literally saved my life. So you should be on cloud nine and your soul should be full. Thank you so much. Oprah, if you're listening, my phone number is Oprah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Anyway, Candy, thank you so much for being here. And thanks for sharing your story because I feel like there's so many women out there that are just like you that are stuck in that spiral and that burden of resentment and just wanting their ex to feel the pain that they felt and hearing you having released it and finding your way to the other side in just this short six months. Like some people 
don't believe it's possible for them, but if you can do it and if I can do it, I want all the listeners to know they can do it too. Absolutely. I mean, if I could say one thing, it's make that call, make that investment in yourself because you will, there will, will never ever for the rest of your life be another investment that you can make that you will get a return that is absolutely immeasurable. It's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. All right, everyone. That's everything for today. Thank you so much, my amazing guest. Bye. Thank you so much.